podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody, good evening, I was on mute there. Um, we have had some serious technical issues, all thanks to our producer, that is why we are late, so my apologies. Um, Robert does send his apologies as well for being a grade A knob, but there we go. Um, hello and welcome to the Rangers Rabble phone on your Monday night. Um, I hope you are all well. We have plenty to discuss, um, including the weekend's games, individual players, Who's the new manager going to be? Do we need a director of football? But more importantly tonight, um, we are taking your calls. So get them in right away. The producer's sitting there ready. So 0141-628-7237 to have your say on the Rangers rabble phone-in. Um, so all that's left for me to do is welcome my guests. Wilf, it feels like it's been an age since we've spoke. How are you? It does feel like an age mark. I'm fine, thank you. Um, a bit more positive than the last time we spoke, <coughs> folk, which, which, if I recall, was when uh, Mr. Beale got his jotter. So that was the last time. And that, although it was just over a week ago, that feels like a lifetime ago. It really does. Well, it's what's me- it's mental. It actually does. It just it does. It feels like so long ago. I, mean, I was I was talking to somebody today, and it suddenly dawned on me that we only lost to Aberdeen a week past Saturday. It just feels like it feels like months ago it happened. It really does. But yeah, I'm okay. Good. Good. And as RRM channel member says in the comments, Kerr looks really serious tonight. Kerr, are you really serious? Just always get this face, Martin. Can't help it. <laughs> can't, can't, can't change it unless I watch that. I go from my page, but no. I'm more serious tonight, but we'll see who phones in. Well, you're saying that you might not be serious. A man who always looks serious, especially when he freezes, is Connor, um, who has put in the overtime this week. I must say, Connor, how are you? I not too bad. Um hoping there'll be any freezing incidents, obviously, um the day, but uh, uh there were some minor issues during the, the Scottish Fitbit show. So let's go back, doesn't it happen again, eh? <laughs> well, it will happen. You do freeze, um, and you always freeze in the most innocuous positions, um, which is which is quite a worry. Um okay, let's get let's get into talking football, shall we? And well, seeing as I haven't spoken to you for a while. Um, before we get into manager chats, player chats, all that sort of stuff, how are you feeling right now um, as a Rangers supporter? We're getting into the international break. We've got a couple of weeks away from club football, a bit of time for us to kind of reset. Um, and we've got a caller, actually. Um, so before I come to you on that, Robert could have put it in a bit earlier, but he didn't. Um, and we'll welcome Rabble favourite, Alex. Alex, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, guys. How's everybody else? Ah, not bad, mate. Not bad. What's your uh, What's your point for the guys? Is my telly still a bit loud? Well, you turn this down a bit more. Oh, there you go. That may help. Does that help? Yeah, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> <clears throat> no bother. But you're all looking well. Wolves look poised and ready to pounce and then they can. Hey, guys. Here, here's my Here's my point. No point messing about. I've listened to all the chat. I've listened to all the names that are supposed to be coming to Ibrox, but I think Muscat's the man. I've listened to all the different stories and all the rest of it. Oh, you're copying Celtic. You're copying Celtic. 
all these bleeding hearts, and I don't give a shit, mate. As long as he gets the results, we're needing somebody in there. He's a wee bit of a hard man behind the scenes as well. So he'll not take any piss off the old guard, what they call the old guard, you know? The ones that think they're in Rangers to do. Right, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, hey, take, I'll take that straight to Wolf Alex, seeing as I was about to ask my question um, and tell Please you. Please do, you're looking good, Wolf. What a best pal. did you Stop trying to bottom <laughs> him up. Um, Are you well, younger than me? Nobody's younger than you, Alex. Well, Muscat for the joke. Firstly, thanks, Alex. Amazing what a wee bit of separate sun can do for you. Um, but um, then the football started, but we'll not talk about that. Um, not for me, I'm afraid. No, I don't. I don't really know enough about the candidates, but the the very point that Alex touched on there, it's it's basically copying them, and I don't like copying them. If it works, they'll say, "Well, you just copy us." If it doesn't work, they'll say, "That's what you get for trying to copy us." So I don't, I just don't, I don't know enough. I mean, to me, it's quite a it's quite a lazy thing, but Muscat because because of the path he's taken, the management, and the fact he used to play for us. I mean, I remember Kevin Muscat as a player, and if he's as much of a hard man as a manager. As he was as a player, then he'll certainly not be, not be scared to knock some heads together. But nah, just there's just something about the Muscat thing, just not for me. Hey, well, Alex, you reserve the right to fire straight back at Wolf. I certainly do. I certainly do. And I'll tell you what, Wolf, you're off the mark there, mate. You really are off the mark. Are you going to see Rangers travelling through the mire for the next couple of years for the sake of this bloody pride business? You're copying Celtic. So bloody hot, mate. So bloody hot. I don't give a damn. I want results. I'm not listening to people like you telling me that Rangers need to get. Don't copy Celtic. Come on, Wolf. Get a grip, mate. Get a grip. Alec, I hear you, and it's not. It's not the. That's not the only reason. I just don't. I don't know enough about the guy's managerial background. I just. I just. The the, the name Kevin Muscat as manager just doesn't appeal to me. I don't know. There's something I don't know why. That's probably an, an easy way, for, an easy right, way Wolf, to stop it, stop them. it there, stop it there. Wolf, Wolf, just for your own personal point of view, who would you appoint then? Who would you appoint, Wolf? Of, of the candidates that are there, probably Philip Clement. I. Who? Philip <laughs> Clement. Who did he? The guy. The guy that's won three right. league titles okay. in Belgium, he knows, he knows, he knows oh, how to okay. win European I mean, league titles. Play, 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 play. You didn't say Lampard. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'd take Muscat before I take Lampard. I'll right. take you before I take well, Lampard. I'm not picking on you. No, no, listen, everybody, not... everybody's absolutely entitled to their opinion, Alex, but I can see the phone lines going absolutely mental down the bottom of my screen, my friend, so I'm going to have to uh, let you go. My producer is screaming at me, but make sure you phone back on Friday night. And especially Wilson, because your mouth can go back, back and forth, and I absolutely love that. So, um, Alex, thank you very, very, very much for the phone. Call. Alex, pleasure to talk to you, mate. Um, yeah, that one could have went back and forth all night, and I, I quite enjoy that. I quite. I've just switched my light on, by the way. And I don't know if you can see, but it's made me look like a ghost. Um, but yeah, there we go. Um, Care Kevin Muscat. Um, I don't know enough about. I'm the wrong person to come to when it comes to looking at managers because I don't really look outside the Scottish League. Um, but Will saying it would be a bit of a lazy appointment. Alex wants him. And where do you stand on on Kevin Muscat? He's probably one I would go for at this moment in time. Out anybody that's left, that we probably get a chance of getting, according to the media reports and 
other things coming through. Unless they play a high press, they play as the wingers. And that's what we want to see. Uh, Clement is also a name I would take, but he's a, he's, his playing style is slightly different. Listen, we can announce 10 managers on here and we can pick one. and we, we, We've all got different opinions. We all want different people. But then the day, whoever gets the job, we're all going to back. Because all we want to see is Rangers moving forward. So, both like Clement and I, I would like Muscat and probably Connor maybe go for somebody else. But all the three is wanting a Ranger going forward. So, we just hope the board get the right person, Martin. That's all I hope. I know, but I, I want a bit of this is what I want for this reason. Even if you're just making it up, just make it up here. Well, I did say it, it plays a high press with wingers and attacking style. So, that's what, that's what you want to see because that's what's not happening at the moment. We're too slow, we're too predictable. I know, but at the same time, Connor, we don't have any wingers. So. I suppose, well, the, the squad that we have actually have any effect on the type of manager that they're looking to bring in or will the board look at it and go, if we want somebody who plays a high press with wingers, then we can sort that out in January? Um, I think it will be in their thinking, obviously, because you want to make sure that, um, you know, the, the, the manager's the right fit for the players that you've got as well, because until January, you can't change anything. Um. I would slightly disagree in the aspect that we don't have wingers. I think we do have wingers. I just don't think they're necessarily the quality that we maybe had prior. But you know, you've got Matondo there. You've got Sima. They can play as wingers um, uh, with that pace. If you had to, but me personally, I, I would I would agree with Wolf at this point. Um, with, with Clement, I think that would be my pick. Um, the guy won three Belgian league titles in a row uh, with two different clubs. Um, Muscat. From what I understand, and I could be wrong, I'm sure somebody will correct me if I am, had one brief foray into the into European management in Belgium, um, and he was sacked after six months. So that that would that would concern. I know no manager is going to be perfect, but that would concern me more than than a guy like Clement, who's uh, a proven winner in, in European football. Well, we can welcome into the show Kieran and Motherwell. Kieran, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you? How are you, how are you doing? Oh. I know bad, mate. No bad. What's your, what's your thoughts for the guys? Just fed up with the way we're going, mate. Honestly, I was watching the game yesterday and, and I was falling asleep. Honestly, we won 3 now, and I think if St. Bannon never went down to 10 men, they could have won the game. Honestly. I, I think our new manager needs to be a proven manager. We're Rangers Football Club. We need, to, we need to appoint proven managers and stop appointing rookies. We really do. I mean, that, that, well, that's a fair point. And I think we've all said it now that, you know, the project, the time for project managers is over. But on Kieran's first point there, um, I can agree against St Mirren before, they went, before that boy does the stupidest thing in the world and sticks his hand out and gives away a penalty and gets sent off. <clears throat> it was a 50-50 game. I thought they were the better, I thought they were the better team to who did that. Um, the only until we until we take the lead, the only really positive performance for Rangers were coming from from, uh, from young Zach Lovelace. The rest of them were all trying to just go through the motions. It just from, I mean, certainly when I, mean, I had the I had the, the the privilege, if you want to call it, of being at the game. So you, obviously you see it slightly differently. But yeah, I, I thought they I thought they were possibly the better team in the opening stages of the game until until the, the VAR check for the penalty, which we didn't have a clue what was going. We didn't have a clue what was happening. We just because we were obviously at the other end, but yeah, he, he's right. The game was the game was turgid. Um, it was really. I mean, we won three nothing. In the end, we won three nothing at a canter. But it was only after we scored the second goal. The last kind of twenty minutes were comfortable. 
if we scored the second goal earlier, we'd probably would probably have put a few more past them. But the same thing, the same thing really said. It's it's backwards and forwards. It's 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 almost back to the horseshoe again. Then it's almost Geo's horseshoe again. You know, they look to me when we took the lead, we looked, we looked scared in case we lost a goal because we all know that when we lose a goal, we just crumble. I mean, it happened. It happened on Thursday night in Cyprus. We lost a goal, and the, the team just fell to bits. They just any confidence they had just seemed to vanish. Well, that that's the point, Kieran. On on the, on the confidence. On the sorry, Kieran. That's just the point on the confidence of the players we have at the moment. There's a. Does an experienced manager come in and change that though? If, if we get the players that an experienced man, manager can come in and do something with him? I think the problem you've got is a new manager's got to come in and say, I want a January transfer budget to bring in his own players and try and get rid of some of the guff. Has he got to do that? Has the board got to do that? That's Rangers board. Yeah, but Kieran, there's a that's lot of I've games. Got. There's a lot of games, Kieran, between now and January. I know that's what I mean. And this team is just—I mean, Dessers. I thought Francis Jeffers and Sebo was bad. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you ever slag Sebo in my presence? Sebo's <laughs> my man. Sebo's work rate second to none. Sebo's work rate the second to none, and he won over the fans with his work rate. I apologise for sliding people in your presence. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that, that is the point I'm making, Kieran. Is there anything in this team that even an experienced manager can get, come in and get something out of until the January transfer window so that we there is still a possibility that we can do something this season? But a proven manager is meant to bring, meant to make a better, make, make players better, sorry. A proven, Brendan Rodgers came into Celtic Made Scott Brown with Perlow, for instance. You know what I mean? A, ma- a manager comes in and strives the players to be better. Kenny Miller used to say that Walter Smith got the best version of himself. Yeah. That's yeah, my no, point. Okay. Well, no, I, th- I think... I think I that. Sorry, to... sorry, well, just before you come in, Kieran, thanks very much for the phone call, buddy. I appreciate that. Um, do make sure you phone back in, because that was a great call. Thank you very much. Sorry, well. Right, sorry, to expand on Kieran's point, I think you bring in an experienced manager. An experienced manager is not going to be scared to say to the established players, if you like, listen, I've looked at what you've been doing this season. You're not good enough. Go and sit in the stand until you can prove to me you deserve to be in this team. A rookie manager is going to come in and he's going to, he's going to lean heavily on the experienced players. And it's experienced players on the whole that we're all not happy with at the moment. You know, the ones that we consider that they're branded serial losers that are continually letting us down. That seem. I mean, I don't know how much of the the, the pre-match was shown on the telly yesterday. The warm-up and stuff like that. Connor Goldson looked like he'd rather be anywhere else in the world yesterday than on that pitch at Love Street before the game started, and that that worried me. And when he got booked after ten minutes, that worried me even more. So we need to bring in an experienced manager who's got the balls to say, "Listen, I've looked. I've done my due, my due diligence. I've looked at videos of the the last few games or the games this season." And quite frankly, you, 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 you aren't, aren't doing it for me. So go to my wee seat in the stand and prove to me you can come back in the team. And a rookie manager's not going to do that. No. Um, 01416287237. Um, if you want to get on the show to talk about anything, Rangers, anything at all, um, it can be the first team, it can be the youth team, it can be the women's team, um, it can be the game, 
on Sunday, yesterday, it's Monday today, uh, my head's gone. Um, if you want to talk about the international break and what, maybe uh, when we need to get the new manager in, do we need to get him in within the next couple of days or can we wait a couple of weeks? What about a sporting director? Do we need a sporting director? Do we need a director of football? Um, phone in and give us your thoughts, 01416287237. And uh, thank you very much, Gary Wilson, for the support with the Super Chat. Best Rangers podcast, go and keep up the good work, lads. Appreciate that, Gary. Um, thank you very much. Right, Connor, I'll come to you with the question that I was going to go to Wolf with then. Um, where, where are we right now? Um, in terms of we, I mean Rangers supporters. Um, it's looking like the league might be out of touch. Um, I, I don't want to say the league's gone, although I think a lot of people will. Um, and you can't really argue against them for that. Um, but this could be another season with just maybe no trophies, one trophy. We could maybe turn that around, but it's not been a great start to the season. We've had a few embarrassing results. We've now got rid of the manager. We've an international break where a new manager will hopefully come in. Um, where are Rangers supporters right now? How are they feeling about the club? Uh, I mean, I can tell you, I'm personally feeling, I think most fans will be feeling is, um, I, I think, just a bit disconnected, really. I think everybody's a bit disappointed. You don't feel, you know, it feels like we are, as fans, seeing one thing on the pitch and saying, this is what needs to happen, this is what needs to change. I mean, we were calling for Michael Beale to go, um, before the first international break, you know what I mean, when he lost to Celtic, because we could see the direction it was going in. Uh, and it feels like the the board for a while, that you know, we've been pulling in different directions and what, what each has seen. Um, I think, like, I don't personally think the league's gone. Um, I, I would never give up on that. I mean, it's, it's a seven-point gap. That can be turned around. Um, you know, we've got three shots ourselves. At Celtic, you know, if we were to win all three games, then we'd be two points above them. Assuming we didn't drop silly points elsewhere, but <clears throat> they will slip up. They will drop points. The onus is on us to make sure that when that happens, we capitalise on that. And that will depend a lot on who the new manager is that comes in and what he can get out of the, the team. Um, but I, it's everything feels very divided just now. Um, you know, and the one thing I would say, regardless of who ever we bring in as manager, we all have to get behind that person um, to, to start with and give them the best chance at, at succeeding. Because I know we've all got very strong opinions on, on who we do, who we want, who we don't want. Um, but ultimately, you know, as far as I'm concerned, and I think I'm sure you guys would agree, any anybody who comes into the dugout as, as Rangers manager will get my backing and my support on day one until such times um, as I've got a reason not to back them. Do you feel the Do you feel the same care? I think you kind of nodding along there to what Connor was saying. I do. I feel people like... just listening to a bit of music in the background there, just chilling. <laughs> I'm listening to some music because Connor's talking. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, he's got a point. I do feel we're divided as a fan base. I mean, the fan base over the last few years has been quite united, as in because it was happened to us in the past. But I feel. The fans are all going in different directions. We all want different stuff. We, we can't trust the board. We don't trust the manager. We don't trust a lot of the players. We're all complaining about different issues, but we can't get everything right at one time. It's going to take a while, but it doesn't mean we still can't challenge for the league because as CMG put it in the chat, we're second in a two-horse league, a two-horse race, basically. So we can get it right at some point domestically. Who knows what could happen, but we need a manager that can come in 
it can change the mentality of the players. Change the formations, change the system, great. But in the, the day, it's the players that cross that line. And if the mentality's not great in the park or they don't believe in themselves, they're going to get the same performance. But if he can change their outlook and things and make them maybe believe they're better players than they actually are, that can help. But Kenny Muller, I'll do Dummy Walter. So I think it's just to see who we get in. And I think that's the frustrating thing, Martin. All these names are constantly coming out every day. We're interviewing this person. We've interviewed that person. We're speaking to this person. And then the next day, like, other names are getting put into the equation and the bookies list get different names on it. And we're all thinking, who are we actually going to get? So I think once that's finished with, and the board come out and tell us this person is getting appointed, then we can all sit down and say, right, no matter who it is, no matter if you wanted them or not, we have to get behind them, like Connor says, because that's the only thing we can do. There's no point criticising somebody who's just in the door. We have to get behind them. Yes, get the same players to work with. And I'm not saying all these players are going to turn the corner. They won't, but some of them might, because some of them are decent players. A lot of them aren't. A lot of them shouldn't be at the club, but we can't change that just now. We can't even change a lot of it in January because it's not the best window. So just get some done and try and get the focus on going forward, taking the small steps going forward, then see where we are come January, see what his budget is, see who he can release, and just keep going forward. Like I said earlier, we want the club to go forward. In this moment in time, we're stagnating. We're going either sideways or slightly back. Aye, but, able, and that's a problem. But listen, but listen, Ker, if we don't get it right in the first half of the season, we've still got the second and third halves to go. So you have, and the third yeah. half's always the most important one, Martin. Remember that. <laughs> so don't panic. Um, John and Motherwell again, which is uh, literally two minutes away from me. John, how you doing? Hi there. Hi, it's John. Hi. <laughs> yeah. How are you, my right, friend? What's your point for the guys? Yeah. Well, I, I've got a good feeling about Muscat. I would like it to be him. I think maybe. We need to go a slightly different route and not. We've had so many English guys. I got a feel maybe we're better off not having a sort of out and out foreigner. I think Muscat's a good sort of a good compromise, and I like that. I like the sound of how he plays football. So is it just the style of play that attracts you to Muscat then? It, there's a bit of that and a bit of. I've just got. I just get a vibe, but it's just the right kind of personality. It's not so much that he's a ranter and raver. It's not even really that. It's just I think he's the kind of guy who'll just get on with things. You know, and he's just going to he's got that he'll have his own way and he's going to stick to it kind of thing. I just get that kind of impression. Well, I don't like Sorry, sorry. Hold on, John. Did you want to come back yeah, in there? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I said I said I don't think he's the kind of guy. If he's going to want to change things around or whatever, he'll just he'll just go for it. You know, he's not going to be. It won't be compromising in any way. I know, I, I take that point as well. But Connor, Craig Moore, I think, was on the radio as well. And Craig Moore's obviously going to speak up for Muscat, you know, another Australian who's one of his best pals. But he said that Muscat, the manager, is completely different from Muscat, the player. Hmm. <clears throat> well, I think that's, that's true in a lot of key. I mean, you, you I mean, if he was a manager and he was just running on the pitch hacking people, then, uh, you know, that would be quite, that would be dodgy. Yeah, I mean, but... Well, he'd get in trouble for that. I mean, Dent McInnes get sent off for apparently stopping an attack against Dundee for Kilmarnock um, the other week. So, no, look, you've got to have different attributes as a, a manager than you do as a player. It's why a lot of players who make the transition doesn't always work out um, for them. Um, I think, you know, you only need to look at the other side of the city when they had Neil Lennon. He struggled in his early days to transition from being a player into a manager because he was still the same twat, uh, shall we say, that he was, you know, all the years on, on the park. He was, you know, his attitude was the same. Um, 
and I, you know, so he's got to be different. I just think with Muscat, I can see the plus size, and as as I say, if that is who we appoint, then I'll absolutely back him. But for me, I I just feel as though Clement's got a bit more about him, and and I, what I don't want because this is my other worry about Muscat. If he comes in, given that he has previously played for us, I don't. Then you'll hear that talk. Oh, well, he's a he's a Rangers man, you know. He's a a kind of be that to me. Um, you know, we don't need to keep going down that route, and I think he would just be more of a gamble than, than Clement because he's less proven. I understand Ange Postacoglu was across the city, but again, you know, we've got to beat to our own drum as well at times. Yes, um, and John, I have to ask actually because I put this out on social media um, yesterday or the day I can't remember. Um, how important is it for us to get a director of football in? Um, yeah, I when either before or after the manager would say either way. Uh, probably, uh, yeah. Do you think we should get a director of football in before a manager, or do you think it doesn't matter? We just need to get the manager in now. Uh, uh, I don't think it matters. No, get the manager in as quick as we can. Aye, I, I was actually, I actually when the top of my head was Chris Coleman for the. Is that, is that a thought? I thought maybe Chris Coleman might be a possibility before all the real names come out. It's just somebody that just kind of a bit out of the left field. Yeah. Chris Chris Coleman. Well, um, done well with Wales. Um, okay. Did he? They don't really know how. Did he do well at Fulham? Well, I don't know. Well, he did. He did okay with Fulham. I mean, Fulham were always at the moment a yo-yo club. He did well with Fulham, but I wouldn't have Chris Coleman in as manager. Whether he'd be. Whether he'd be interested in direct, whether he'd be capable of being director of football, I don't know. But um, it's certainly an interesting name. I've never, never really thought. But that's the thing. You see, there's loads and loads of names out there. Right? And we are obviously we're obviously looking and concentrating on a manager. But there's a, a few comments that we have to get a director of football in sharpish, and we really do, because the, the director of football should come in before the manager, in my opinion. However, we need the manager in as well. So it's it's which way you flip the coin. Yeah. Um, thanks very much for Paul John. Appreciate it. Make sure you phone in again. Um, thank you very much. Um, this, yeah, care yeah, director of football. Um, it's a weird one for me because we're told constantly that a director of football is supposed to get put into place to make any transitions within the club seamless to be able to work alongside the manager. Now, I get what directors of football can be poached by other teams, and then you need to get a new one in. Well, you've got a manager in anyway. I get that, but. Should the board have got a director of football in long before now? I think they were trying, Martin, but they just didn't appoint anybody, whether or not we know interviewing people and asking folk, and they couldn't find anybody they thought was suitable. That's what I heard. Maybe I'm wrong, but they've been trying that long since Ross Wilson left. We don't know who they spoke to. I know, I mean, Paul Mitchell's name has always been mentioned, but I think Paul Mitchell's totally out of radar. I don't think he would come to us. I think he'd be probably demanding too much money for a kickoff. But probably the best way to do it is get a director of football and then appoint a manager. But at this moment in time, our needs are we need a manager and we need somebody in now to get the players focused and starting to start going forward. We can't keep gambling on appointments. We've had two in under two years and we can't be sitting here in 12 months' time thinking for another manager with a director in football in place or not. It's just one of these things we be that. We're not, we're not at a great position. I, probably, I was saying the other day, when Stephen Gerrard came in, you thought that was moving us forward. I mean, Gerrard came in with no experience. I know it was a different time, but he came in with no experience. 
but his mentality helped him in that because he was always oh, he was a winner as a player, so he wanted everybody to be a winner in that place. And we came in, he came in and we started making steps going forward. But over the last couple of seasons, we're probably back to when he was when when, when he came in. We don't really move forward as a club. Everything's things have changed at the club, but not on a footballing sense. We're still probably in the same position we were. So I think we need the manager to come in whose mentality is good. I mean, people always say he needs some experience, he needs something to win As we all know in football nowadays, money's a king. And if somebody out there wants to come, but he wants megabucks, we can't afford that. You give somebody four or five million pounds a year, that's great. But then you say to him, listen, we've given you that much money for you and your staff. You've not got that much a budget to play with, so you're going to have to play with the draw suits here. He's not going to come for that, even though he's getting the money. So you have to look at what the overall budget is in. And that takes your manager pulled down a leg. And it might not be the quality you want. So maybe that's how the board are taking longer. I don't know. But this is a decision they can't afford to get wrong. We can't afford in 12 months' time we're sitting here saying, right, who's next in the last for Rangers? And whoever does come in, it can't be a three, four-year contract either. I know when managers get the sack, they don't get a full payoff anyway. They always come to a I'd always come to an agreement to see what mutual termination is the football yeah. manager term. Yeah, so but next manager that can then should be a rolling contract. We shouldn't be any more than that. But we need the appointment before the Hibs game. That's a hundred percent before the Hibs game. We certainly do, and I'll come back to that in a wee second corner. But RRM channel member with a comment. Um, why can't the next manager get offered a contract till the end of the season to see if it works out? If he really wants a job, he will do it, and he's not just there for the money. If we are trying to attract Connor, the type of manager that we all want, um, can we really be offering a manager a contract until the end of the season who's of a level that we're looking for? And just before you answer, um, phone, phone is in now on 416287237 um, to get your point to the guys. Connor. No, no, for me, you're going to have to offer him a, a longer contract than that because the reality is any manager coming in will take one look at that squad and go, I'm going to need more than to the end of the season to be able to actually do anything because it's no fair to say, right, get this guy in to the end of the season and bang, can he go and win the league with this team he's got and then hope in January he pulls something at his backside to, to rescues. You know, you, you need to gain time. And it also shows the commitment of the club to the manager. Now, I'm not saying you need to put him on a four or five year contract, um, you know, like we had with Bela, I agree with that, but you can certainly give him, you know, a, a two year deal, to, you know, to start with, or a two year rolling deal to start with, to show that the club's committed to him as much as he, he will be to them. Because your danger as well is if you put him in a contract at the end of the season, say he starts to do well, nothing would then stop him um, if somebody else came in, you know, a, a club down south or whatever and said, right, well, we'll have him. We couldn't stop him going out the door or get any compensation for that. Um, so it's too big a risk, um, and I, I would I would worry about the kind of manager because to me, end of the seasons that's Derek McInnes material. If if that's what you end up doing. Mm. Well, well, channel member, the play wells are blue. No one will come for a one point five million rolling contract. No one with an established record, and that's my worry. But I get why people are saying, look, get a manager in for a year, see if it works a bit like you do, you know the loan to buy sort of thing, but it's, it's slightly different if we're looking for the right calibre of manager. Yeah, that's not going to work. They've got, they've got to, they've, we've got to get a manager in that we back and he's got he's got to back himself to be a success. Uh, rolling contract's definitely the way to go. Problem is, a lot of managers won't accept that um, because obviously, from their point of view, the risk is if he comes in 
and he's a re a rare in success. We can't move him on. For example, if Michael Beale had been our own success and we moved him on, as ridiculous as that sounds, and we'd move them on halfway through his contract, we'd get two years compensation for him. Whereas on a one-year rolling contract, you'd only get the year. However, it also means if you're paying them off, you're only paying them a year. So it sort of swings and it sort of swings in roundabouts. Um, my concern is any half decent manager that wants the job that we offer it to says, "Hold on, your last two, three managers have had three and four-year contracts." So why do you not fancy me by giving me that sort of contract? Depends how desperately they want the job, really. Oh yeah, yeah. And look, well, I'll come straight back to you. Right, the game, the game yesterday. Um, but we're not, we're not going to go back over the game. There's no point in that. Um, but Connor mentioned there that we really need a manager in before the Hibs game. Um, Stephen Davis managed to one, one, lost one. Um, we, I'm not putting any blame at the door of Stephen Davis, none at all. Um, but for me, um, and listen, he knew he was only in for a couple of games, but he tried to play it too safe, I think, in the in the Aris game with the team that he selected. Um, and I don't think he made changes quick enough. Um, and I can understand, and we've all discussed why why he might do that. Um, but that just shows to me that the need for a manager is now. Well, the need for a manager is definitely now. I mean, for me, and I didn't think about it at the time when we discussed it last Sunday, that the management team they've brought in, they've done it the wrong way around. They should have put Alec Ray as the top man because the problem Stephen Davis has got is that he's still trying to get fit. And if he gets himself fit, there's every chance he might sign a, a six-month contract with Rangers. The, the three months ago, James Tavernier was Stephen Davis's captain. Now Stephen Davis is James Tavernier's manager. Mm-hmm. In a month's time, six weeks' time, James Tavernier might again be Stephen Davis's captain. So he can't come in there as interim manager and say, you're in the stand and your pal Connor Goldson dropping him as well. Whereas Alex Ray could have come in and done that. And then Davis goes, look, I'm only the guy in the middle. I'm only communicating his vision to you. So it's not my fault. So it, it wouldn't upset that apple cart going forward. But they've done it the way they've done it. I can understand why they did it the way they've done it. But yeah, I think he, he was he was particularly safe. But I mean, let's be honest, the man said himself last Sunday that it came out the blue. It was a phone call he wasn't expecting. Then he had four days to get the team ready for a vital European game. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't change too much. He, he, he really couldn't change anything, particularly. And I think he probably did make the changes a wee bit too late. But as as one of the callers said earlier, as soon as we lose a goal, we tend to lose the game. But as soon as Aris scored early, we knew the right was on the wall. Well, it's funny you, you mentioned callers because we've got Callum in Belfast. Callum, how are you? Yes, all good, lads. All good. Um, yeah, um, I think disappointment's huge. I'm sort of I'm sort of sick of the looking at the guys that haven't got much experience and. And this this next manager has to be someone who's experienced, ruthless, and is willing to to make the big calls that we haven't had anyone in place that can do so. Um, I know probably a lot of people have been chatting about it tonight. I was keen to see what Wolf Wolf thinks there. Um, I think yeah, Clement is obviously the standout man. I'd say um, I just really hope he he does have the balls to make those decisions. What we're all crying out for is playing guys who deserve to be in the team and dropping the ones. It seems to we always seem to think such a controversial thing, but if people aren't playing well, they just need to on the bench, out the team for a bit, and bring in some of the youthful other players that deserve a chance. And just wonder what you think of that, really. I'll bring Wolf into that in two wee seconds. But what I will say is, um, Clement's record, um, Vassal Beveren, well, that was his first club. 
Um, 22 games, um, nine wins, four draws, and nine losses. I don't really know their level. But then at Genk, 82 games, yeah. 47 wins, 20 draws, 15 losses. He averaged 1.96 points per match. Um, and then at Bruges, 127 yeah. games, 73 wins, 30 draws, and 24 losses. Um, he averaged again 1.96 points per match. And at Monaco, well, he averaged yeah. 1.73 points per match at Monaco with 73 games, 37 wins, 15 draws, and 21 losses. Well, so a decent record. It's no, it's no earth shattering. But that I mean, was yeah, all off the top of my head, by the way. Just like, of course, you know. it was. Aye. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's decent, but it's not earth shattering. And like any sort of stats, they could mean anything because they could all be against the Diddy teams because they lost all the big games. Michael Beals, well, no, because he won right? leagues. Yeah, but Michael, but Michael Beals' record on on paper was last season on paper wasn't too bad. His problem was he didn't win the big games, so. You know, Clermont can still win leagues but not beat the big teams. He can still have won the league playing, you know. Playing. I would take getting beat four times a year after Celtic and winning the league. Graham soon have said that when he came in and got absolutely 100 percent I would take that. But if we if we didn't but, beat them and we still want to win the league. But the problem is but the problem is we know that's that's pie in the sky, that's never gonna happen. So if we can't if we won't beat them, we won't win the league because they don't lose too many games. But that's that's a that's a different that's a different discussion. Um yeah, I mean from I mean, from from what I know about the guy, it's it's a fairly decent record. I mean, I haven't looked enough into it because it's like it's like when we're linked with players. I don't take, pay too much attention to the actual saying on the dot. I know it's not as if you do a podcast and you should know your stuff or anything. You know, no, I know I know the stats, but stats can tell you anything. Okay. I don't do a podcast; I just get invited on. Stats can <laughs> stats stats can tell you absolutely anything. Um, but on the face of it, it's not it's not horrendous. It's better than it's better than, than the manager we've just got rid of. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to me, to, to me, to me, yeah, yeah the start, the stats are fine, but again, I, I've got no idea what sort of football. As somebody made the point on, on one of the, one of the pods with the last week, uh, last week, you can't go and YouTube a manager. You can YouTube a player and see what he does, but you can, you can only you can YouTube the manager's teams and see the sort of formations that he plays, but you can't YouTube how you know how he actually is as a manager because you don't, no. But what you can you do is look that. and see how many league titles he's won. Yeah. Of course you can, yeah, absolutely. That's why, that's one of the one of the things that's pointing me towards Clement because he knows how to win leagues. He's won. He's up. You know, we'll keep saying we don't bring in winners. Well, this guy's a winner. He's won three league titles in Belgium. He's mm-hmm. won league titles with unfancy. He won, he won a league title with Ghent. You know what I mean? I mean, they're they're not a big team in Belgium. The big teams in Belgium are like Anderlecht and Club Bruges and things like that. You know what I mean? So he's actually like broke that monopoly. So he must have something about him. And Callum, actually, you're, I know you've said that we have to go for an experienced manager, and I think myself and everybody tends to agree with you. Um, how quickly do we need to get that manager in? I, I would say in the next week to two weeks, definitely. Um, it does worry me a wee bit. I think the director of football role as well is a massive hole, isn't it? I think that that ought to come in pretty soon after. I don't think it's going to be before, is it, the way it's looking? Um, but I think, you know, when you speak to most fans, I, I'm just desperate to see someone come in who's not sort of jobs for the boys and just get stuck into the players in terms of, you know, if you're not playing well, you're out the team. And just um, that's yeah, the biggest thing I really hope that experienced manager will do. Um, and this guy does seem like we say, I mean, if he's won league titles and other other 
countries, it's a, you know, it's a it's a positive sign. You know, it's decent, decent enough league, the Belgium league. So, um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, make no mistakes, this will be the biggest club he's ever managed. So that's the pressure, isn't it? Um, 100%, absolutely. Callum, thank you very, very much for the call. I appreciate that. Um, the calls have all been spot on tonight, to be, to be fair. 01416287237. We've got about 20 minutes left, so get your calls in. Because In fact, the more you call, the longer we go. Um, so there you go. So 01416287237. And as I said that, Wolf and Kerr just shot themselves. See, if you look on their faces there, we are not going, we are not going past half past eight, Martin, on a Monday night. Absolutely no chance. No, Martin, I'll sit here all night talking to callers. I don't mind, but you'll need to phone my missus and tell her why I'm not down to the back downstairs. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, Kea, that's, I mean, Callum makes a point. Wolf's made the point as well. Um, in our budget that we have, to get a manager in who's been a winner, who's won multiple league titles, cups, big matches, um, they're going to be few and far between, unless you're talking about, you know, going for managers who have won, like, I don't know, the conference or something like that. But but getting managers in who have got experience of winning in top leagues, you know, Clement's one of the few. Yes, Martin, and that's also why he was getting interviewed for a job in Saudi as well. So he's going to interview for a job in Saudi, the Saudi Premier League. So you don't know what they're offering. And I bet they're offering more than we can offer them. So it just depends where he wants to go. Does he want to come back into a club at the Angels and change this club and make it a force again, the winning stuff, or does he want to go to Saudi Arabia for a year and put his feet up after that because they only have to work again? So it just depends on the man himself. I think Rangers will have a... I think Bisgrove and Bennett will have a kind of idea who the man is after interviewing them. But I don't know when the appointment will be, but they can't take forever. It has to be soon. They can't keep saying that in a couple of days and maybe looking elsewhere. They have to make an appointment because... I don't think we can go to a gun to Hibs game with Stephen Davis in charge again. None against Stephen Davis, but I think as a big club as we are, especially in, a, in our own country, we have to move forward. I mean, if that's the case, must always Stephen Davis come Hibs, then I say that at the very start, I know I get criticised for it. Might as well give it a new warm-up to end the season. Not going to get any more experience than him, and he likes to clatter a few heads, as people keep asking for. Yeah, he's not won a lot. He has won stuff, but not a lot. But he knows how to manage and he's very experienced. But if you want somebody to move us forward and Clement's name there and you've got Glasner, you've got uh, Musket. So if it's one of the three, surely they know out of the three by now who their preferred choice is and if he's coming or not. How long does it actually take? Do you know what I mean? They must have interviewed them by now and they must know deep down if, if Clement said, right, I'm interested, but I'm going to talk to the Saudi club as well. They might think, well, that puts us out the window financially, unless he wants to come and manage in Scotland. We talked to Muscat and he says, right, I'm interested, but I want to sell the league in Japan because I want to try and get this title before I leave. Even though I'm not sitting at the top, they might, they might think, well, we want you to come just now. And if you speak to Glasner, who's, well, he's out of job, isn't he? So he might be willing to come yesterday. So it just depends out of three of them who's willing to make them choice himself. They say, I'm your man, I'm ready to come and I want to get up to Ibrox ASAP and get a show on the road. Can I just say before we carry on, if you are watching right now and you want to sponsor the podcast, if you've got your own company and you want to get your company's name out there and you want to reach over 200,000 people 
a month. If you want to join the Rangers Rabble podcast as a sponsor, you can. We have over 10,000 followers on Twitter, over 9,000 subscribers on YouTube. Our Facebook and Instagram is growing all the time. So if you want to join the Rangers Rabble family, get your business out there and become a sponsor, then please do get in touch. You can email rangersrabble at gmail.com or head over to at rangersrabble on Twitter and send us a wee DM. There we go. Just like that. That's, that's how you host, Connor. I could see you looking in awe there. As he just as he just laughs and stays on mute and doesn't come back and um, by the way, Connor, actually something I've completely forgot to mention and that I had seen today, um, and that I'm gonna come back to you in a minute because our producer has just put another call through. John and Govan, John, how you doing? I know bad. Um, What's your thoughts for the guys? I'll, right. I what I was thinking if this bullet who do you call him? Clements, or what do you call him? Being a foreign oh, manager. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Him being a foreign manager, well, should we not think of bringing in a Scots assistant manager? You know, I mean, I'm thinking a, a manager that's already in a Scottish team, maybe, like David Martinville, Derek McInnes, or that, somebody with experience of the Scottish game that could assist on a lot of things. Um, to be fair, Carol, I'll take that to you, but um, maybe at the time Le Guin came in, I could un- maybe understand getting a Scottish assistant, but has football moved on from that now, Kerr? Um, or would having somebody around about the coaching set up who either knows the club or knows the game, would, would that make sense? It depends the manager themselves. You see them going to other clubs and they want somebody they want somebody maybe who knows the club and knows the league. But if you see, you see managers going to other places and taking a full staff with them because I think I want one guys with me. But other guys have went with one or two and thought I'll just keep the rest of the staff already there to work with them as well. So it just depends who he wants. I think his number two will be probably he somebody he trusts and somebody he can lean on. But I think as in maybe after that a coach sitting on the bench or somebody to help out. It could be somebody for Scotland to his poor Rangers, like just be something that knows the league, to be honest with you. Just depends the manager. I mean, you've seen how many managers John Kennedy's been with at Celtic Palmer. What I take him as an example, I'm using him as an example of that, nothing else. But he's been with a lot of different managers up there, he's always stayed. So it just depends on the manager himself. Might come in and say, No, I bring A, B, and C with me, or they might come in and say, I want these two guys, but the rest of it, I'm happy to work with the focus here. I mean, John, there's quite a few people in the comments. And by the way, I, I kind of agree with you having somebody around about the coaching setup. Maybe not quite the manager's assistant, because these managers are obviously the top, the top managers like to have their own assistants. But I was going to suggest, um, John, like having Stephen Davis still around about the club. But there's quite a lot of people in the comments saying Kevin Thompson. John. I I will. Um, I'm not so sure. I think I think uh, having another manager would be helpful. So you would want you would want somebody and you just want somebody in straight as his assistant manager then, uh, somebody who knows the league. I will. Uh, I would prefer it if the manager came in, and then if he uh, if he didn't bring his own assistant, he could then interview or meet the potential managers and he could decide on one to take himself. You know, it wouldn't be a a, a, 
and you know an unknown manager to him because he'll have interviewed him and assessed if they could assist him. And then he either takes him or he doesn't he? You know. But they would the best about that would be knowing the Scottish game where the manager comes in, doesn't he? It would take him months maybe to pick up and everything and how teams are going to set up against us and all that, where the Scottish manager would have all that experience. He could, I'm not saying he would run the team or that, but he would be able to assist the manager in making their uh, plans for each game. I mean, that's a, that's a fair point, John. That's, a, that's actually a fair point. Um, thank you very much for the call, by the way, John. I appreciate that. Um, please do phone back in again. Um, Connor, I never, that, you know, that never even came into my head, that if we get a, a, a manager in from abroad. Um, did we not try that, by the way, under Kashinia? Um Did we not do that and bring in, was it Johansson under Kashinia? Oh, yeah, yeah, Johansson, I, sorry, I, you threw didn't me. It really work out, did it? No, no. See, you threw me because I thought he's not, he's not Scottish, though. No, no, no. But he's been at the club and he knows the league. So yeah, I mean, well, it doesn't always work that way. I, I can see the merits to it in, in some aspects because you know I, I've said before we've had three foreign managers in my lifetime and two of them were abject failures. Um, you know, Dick Advocate was the only success. Paul McGuinn and Pedro Cusina. The least said about either. Uh, in Paul, the Paul Le Guin era is probably something that I think we could maybe do a wee series on because I don't think that was all Le Guin's fault. But sorry, carry on. I, I would happily join you in debating that one if you if you fancy it, Martin. Um, listen, I think you know these these managers, especially ones of high quality, tend to have their own coaching staff anyway that they want to bring in and they want to do it. I know we've seen exceptions to the rule. Um, I know. Some managers are happy to go by themselves. Um, I think that's obviously, you know, Ange Postacoglu had done that as far as and obviously Celtic because they've got the forever back team, uh, the iPad and the fanny pad. Um, but, you know, um, but the reality is, if you want a quality manager, let him bring in his own staff because the best people he can work with are people who he knows. Um, and, and, and that should help because I don't, you don't need to know everything about the league to come in and, and be a success in it. All you need to know um, on day one is that when you come to a club like Rangers, you're expected to win every week and you're expected to bring silverware. Um, and if you don't think you're up to that task, then see you later. There's a few people saying in the comments, Johansson found Morelos. Right, well, good, he can be a scout then because the coaching never really worked under Johansson in Kashinia, did it? Well, I mean... It's all well and good finding a player, um, but I take the caller's point. I take I take um, John's point. Um, it would probably make sense to keep somebody like a Stephen Davis around the, around the club to help a, a new manager settle in. I, I get that. Kind of agree with it. Yeah, I fully. I, I, I don't fully know why I went all kind of who the end there, but I fully expect Stephen Davis to still be around the club. And I've said for a long time that we should get the likes of, and I'm not saying specifically these guys. But the likes of Kevin Thompson in as a coach or Neil McCann in as a coach. I mean, you want somebody with the, the caller's point was you want somebody with managerial experience. Neil McCann was a manager, okay, not particularly a very good manager, at not particularly very good clubs. But he's come in, he, he's had a go at it, he knows the Scottish game. He still keeps his hand in because he does his bit on the you know on the media and stuff like that in Scotland. So I think Neil McCann would be a great shape to come in as a coach. Um or 
or as a lot of people are saying, you know, Kevin Thompson, the um, the, the comment that you, that you brought up that um, was it uh, who was it who was it Jeremy Clement had worked somebody had worked with or Buffel Buffel had worked with Philip Clement, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, Buffel at least knows at least knows the club because he was he was here for a very short spell, albeit under a. A failure of a, of a foreign manager who I think I'd like to see the debate between you and Connor about him. That'd be quite good. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a point I never really, I never really thought about. But yet, but I mean, as as everybody's been saying, managers of any caliber tend to bring in their own backroom staff. You know, H- however, the unluckiest man in football seems to be in about across the city for a long, long time under a number of managers. So you know, it's, it's maybe a thing that that works for them. So there's no reason it couldn't really work for us, but. Yeah, we 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 should be, we should already have guys like Kevin Thompson, Neil McCann. We should have guys like that already in our coaching system. Anyway, is Kevin Thompson not in in your setup? Not anymore. Is he not anymore? No. no. Oh, I thought he was. Um, anyway, look, five. We've got about five six minutes left. So oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. We've got time for another couple of calls if you are quick. Um, so if you want to get your thoughts across to the guys or just tell us how wrong we are and you would probably be right, then 0141 um, Caroline is, uh, by the way, I can see Bruno in the background um, and he looks awfully excited. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Um, Care Caroline's asking, will the players be able to adapt to a new manager's setup? Now, there's a, there's a broader question there and... It's probably we don't have, we don't have long enough to talk about it, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, what damage has Michael Beale left us with the signings that he's made? Um, we, we, I don't want to talk about every individual players, every individual player, but Dessers, Lammers, we've got Seymour on loan, um, we've got Lundstrom. I know he didn't bring Lundstrom in, but the signings that he's made, with the way that the players have played under him, is there any there that you think no, no, they, they'll be okay once we get a new manager in? Or is there too many of them that have just flattered to deceive? I think the Rangers have always got to point their front foot and you've got to point an attacking style. That's what we want. I think a new manager may want the same. So if that's the case, Dessers has been a, a failure, hasn't he? We can all agree on that. So it's going to be difficult to get rid of him because he's on a long deal and you may have to... Yeah, but can a manager turn him around? Players like Dessers, players like yeah, Lammers. Managers, managers have always got in their mind they can turn any player around. They can, they've, they've got something in the player they can get out of the player. Sometimes you don't, sometimes you can. Now, to me, Lundstrom, Lundstrom's one of our problems. One, not the biggest problem, but one of our problems because we always want to play in the front foot. We always want to play quick football. But John slows everything down to walking pace. doesn't matter who we're playing. He doesn't done it yesterday against the man. I didn't think someone were great to be honest with you, and I, I didn't agree that they were the better side. They looked okay. I thought someone looked nervous because they thought the manager put pressure on them yesterday, saying they would probably end up six points ahead of Rangers, and that's not a thing you should have done. But I didn't think they were great. I didn't think we were great, but obviously the, the penalty decision changed it. But even yesterday, Lundstrom was slowing everything down when they were down to 10 men constantly. Yet you saw it when we made three passes, and then next minute, Dessert scored because we passed forward. I mean, the boy. Up front, Zach was doing really well. He was trying to beat players. The boy Ross McCausen come on, and he was doing the beat flex around the corner. Yeah, they didn't go off, but he was taking a risk, which is what you like to see. Whereas Lundstrom takes three, four touches, goes sideways, go backwards. It's very predictable, so he has to change that mindset. So some John Lundstrom just doesn't fit us as a player. He doesn't. 
We want to play fast attacking football, pressing, and John doesn't suit us. John probably prefers a team who defends more, and that's no us. So it's no disrespect to him, it's just his game. But I think if he can get players like Camp Milfat again, Raskin, Svintes, I think, could come on to a game, but he gets his more on the front through and gets his pressing and buys into what he's asking for, I think. There's a chance he could... I'm not saying we're going to be a great side to watch, but I think he could turn it about. I think some players will not use. Others, he might, Martin, like I said earlier. Every manager think they can turn a player and he can make, make something into a player who's not playing well. But there will be, be, be ones he can't. There will be ones that will be surprised that he does as well. Well, possibly, quite possibly, and I hope so. I hope he turns every player around. Um, but we have Andrew on the phone. And Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but you want Warnock in until the end of the season with a certain Mr John Eustace as his assistant. Yep, that's correct. How you doing, fellas? Very quickly, because we're getting on now. But yeah, that was a combo that was at QPR together at one stage, I believe. I believe Eustace was Neil Warnock's number two at QPR briefly before, um, I presume, that all moved on and Eustace went to Birmingham City, where he was sacked sadly today. But, Andrew, I would people who have been to QPR, isn't he great? No, no, it's maybe that's maybe something that's uh, too big across the beer for many. The the other thing I wanted to throw in the mix as well. What did you make uh, Derek McInnes's assertion that it was Dave King that did him up like a kipper basically and made sure he never got the blooming? You know that's why he didn't take the job. He didn't turn down Rangers. He claimed he turned down Dave King. On you go, fellas. Corner, McInnes turning down Dave King. Well, I think for what I, I understand, the claim is that uh, apparently Walter Smith told him to turn down Dave King because of that offer. Um, I, I don't know how much truth there is to that. I don't know if that's him trying to backpedal because he, he's wanting the job and realises that you know he might have made a bit of a mistake turning it down the first time because nobody's nobody's covering him. Um, look, if that's what his reasons were fine, I still personally think. Um, Dave King showed more competency in his time uh, in charge than the, the current iteration that we've had um, in terms of, you know, the job he had to do and getting his out of the band of years and back to where we belong. Um, and he done that. You know, I think McInnes, as I say, I think he's scrambling for reasons. Like if, to be fair, what I would say is if, if it is true and Walter Smith told him not to take it, then... Um, you know, I, I have nothing but respect and admiration for a man like Walter Smith. And, and if he didn't think it was the right choice at the time, then I suppose Derek McInnes made the right decision. Um, the shame for him is he might never get a chance uh, again to, to take to take the job because of that decision. Well, I mean, Andrew, I'll bring you back in in two seconds, but I want to take your your first point um, to Wolf. Well, Warnock in until the end of the season, we used this as his assistant. Um, it's fair to say, look, Warnock, absolutely would love the job and I think he would treasure the job and he would do absolutely everything he could um, to make us competitive. Not for me. No, not for me. I mean, yes, yes, he'd love the job. I'd love the job. I'd like to make us competitive. I'm not getting the job. And but you've not been a manager for 60 years. He has. That's true. No, but no, not, not for me. The very, the, there's one of the reasons I don't want him. His age, he's far, he's far too old and I'm not being aged. He's, he's, we need somebody to come in and build, build us for the future. I mean, we've just said we'll, we'll probably need to do a rebuild in January. You can't ask Neil Warnock to do that if he's, if he's not going to be here after the summer. So, 
No, not for him. Just, just not for me. And John Eustace, I feel a bit sorry for him at Birmingham City. He's he's only got the got the bullet because the the owner wants to bring in a big name manager. I believe Wayne Rooney's heading that way. Um, nothing to do with John Eustace's ability. I mean, he's been linked with Rangers since Kerr was a boy. It's been kiboshed. Um, Andrew Wolf sounded off the ages there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I thought, I thought so as well, to be honest with you. you you'll probably get some, somebody with a hair trigger sense of outrage onto you, Wilf, and uh, have a go at you for that. But uh, no, realistically, I think Wilf was probably spot on. He redeemed him, himself with the, uh, the, the, the Clement comment earlier. That's going to be the case, I would say. That's going to be the guy that gets the job. Most, most. I, I, I... Probably have to agree with you, most probably. It's looking like Clermont anyway. Andrew, thank you very, very much for the call. Final caller of the night. You always phone in, so I don't even need to tell you to phone in again, my friend. Thank you very, very much. Um, That'll do it, lads. That's, that's the, it's the quickest ever of the week. And it? it really is. Um, Thank you, Wolf. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Kerr. Thank you, Producer Robert in the background for dealing with the before, phone calls. Before yeah. we go, Martin, you're not I'm going to do it. I'm going well. to do it. Don't you worry. Okay. Tomorrow okay. night. Tomorrow night, um, half past seven, Wolf, yes? Yep, yep. Half past seven on the Rangers Rabble YouTube channel, Facebook and Twitter. We will have the Rangers Women's Show live um, tomorrow night. Um, going forward after that, we're going to be taking another wee break as it is the international break. I'm not sure if Robert and Connor are going to be doing another international show. Um, we will wait and see. As, oh, I thought you'd froze there, Connor, but you blinked. Sorry. <laughs> Um, we could possibly do another international show and of course if there is any breaking news then we will bring that to you as well of course we will Um, massive thank you to the callers thank you to everybody in the comments thank you to everybody watching thank you to everybody listening back on the audio to our members as well on YouTube it's great the support we get is second to none Um, thank you so so much keep on supporting us keep on liking keep on subscribing keep on sharing um, and we will see you all to hopefully we'll we'll see most of you tomorrow night half past seven for the rangers women's show and if you are subscribed by the way keep the notifications on on youtube so that you do know if we decide to throw up any extra shows Um, so until we speak again thank you for watching good night Podcast Network.